Hello there, and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell, and I have bronchitis. I'm on tour. It's been a few weeks. It's, uh, it's gotten worse and worse, and here I am, under the weather. But it happens. We're almost done. As you may have noticed, we, we haven't been exactly on top of the schedule like we are when, when one of us isn't on tour. Nonetheless, we're trying to make it happen. Big things are going on. We just announced uh, Mosh Eisley Orlando going on sale. Probably on sale by the time you hear this, actually. Lots of stuff happening. We're trying to keep up. So we figured we would uh, rebroadcast an episode, a recent episode of a podcast called Sithcast, where Nick Gambarian was a guest. He's a friend of those dudes. And um, they had a good conversation recently. So we thought if you didn't catch that in your feed, if you didn't see Nick repost that, we would just bring it here for you to enjoy. So... That's what we're doing. We should be back to our regularly scheduled standard streaming Tuesday or Wednesday kind of schedule before the end of the month. That'll be right before Thanksgiving. Even with the holiday, we should be kind of back to normal. And then through to the end of the year, we'll be all good. And we'll see what happens after the new year, because maybe it's a new show that we'll be covering. We'll see. Let's not get into rumors. Forget I said that. Anyway, without further ado, I bring you Nick Anberian, guest on the Sithcast. Enjoy. And now. Finally, we have returned. This is where the fun begins. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Sith Cast podcast, a Star Wars podcast where we pretty much talk anything and everything Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, PJ the Paradox Nerd, alongside my co-host Nilda, aka the Sith Queen, and Sean Solo. Uh, and up? we got a really, really awesome guest tonight. And I'm kind of like geeking out inside, <laughs> but you guys are not seeing it. Uh, we got. Uh, Nick from Bayside on the show. Hey, so happy to have you on, man. I've been looking forward for this, uh, you know, for this day for a long time. Thank you for having me. Nilda has been trying for a while. I just got real, uh, real busy. It's been a busy year and only partially because of Bayside. Uh, thankfully, like a lot of Star Wars is becoming a bigger part of my life, you know, as if it wasn't big enough, but Star Wars is definitely, uh, taking up a lot of my time lately. So there's been a lot of cool things that I've, uh, been able to be a part of, uh, for the last like six weeks. Um, so thanks for your patience. I know, I know I told Nilda a while ago, like, we'll make it work. I just think I got to get through this like (laughs) patch of like stuff I have going on. No, man. My original plan was so you guys came down here to Florida to play Mm -hmm. at um, Revolutions Live. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like the 20 year anniversary to the album. Yep. Or it was like technically the 21. Yeah. 21, (laughs) but COVID had happened. Yeah. Um, and we had seen you guys at a bar, but I was like, I'm not gonna approach them and like (laughs) talk to them after they just got out of a set. So I was like, I'll wait. I'll give it time. And then when I saw that you guys stopped touring, I was like, okay, let me message him. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Usually that's gonna... fine, but I, like I said, I have so many other things going on, which is cool yeah. because I've they're all things that I like started and whatever it is, but they're all kind of coming together and making me more busy than I thought I ever would be. Yeah. And I'm mm -hmm. like 43 years old and tired all the time now. <laughs> amen, amen. Oh my gosh, I'm like, dude. I'm 43 wait, too. Wait so till you I'm hit always... 50. No. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't, I joke around, but I I tell people like who are like approaching forty. I'm like, don't turn forty. It literally is like the hill. Like oh. I, get, I get the saying like over the hill now. Forty, you start to lose control. Like you actually are like there's. I either have to work double or triply as hard yeah. to like feel how I used to. Oh yeah. Or you just start to exponentially feel worse. So I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I Why was is just all this stuff happening to me now. I was just telling my son-in-law this weekend because uh, he's 33, and I was like, "Listen, once you hit 35, you're gonna slowly each year. Right after 35, things are gonna really slow down." And I was like, "And you won't notice it at first, but your recuperation time is gonna take the longest. You're like, yep. it's gonna take you a week just from yep. like having fun over the weekend." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I feel I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I'm 43, and it was weird because uh, I was just like. I think like last year I kind of tweaked my knee, but I didn't know I tweaked it. Cause I was just like, Been there. I don't know. I was just like, okay, I, I did a move. I was just showing my son like how to do a football move and nothing. Like I didn't feel any pain. And the next, you know, like I'm having like 20 like ounces of fluid drain from my knee. I'm like, how yeah, did yeah. this happen? Like, what did I do? Yeah, wait till you gotta get the cereal bowl out of the cabinet and you throw your back out. You're <laughs> yeah. like, what the hell? Oh, dude, I threw him out my back <laughs> it's like so bad. It's so weird because I think I was telling Sean this. Okay, guys, in the chat, please do not <laughs> don't bust my chops in this one. But I went to go pick up like I was taking a shower. I, I think I told you, Sean, like the shampoo dropped. Yes, the shampoo dropped. I went to go pick it up and then <laughs> bam, I threw out my back. I was like, oh man. I was like, oh. They told yeah. you not to drop the soap in the shower, dude. You, I know, you should know better than that. It's not the it's not the soap. It's the shampoo. <laughs> so, oh, 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 it's different. It's different. It's either way, yeah. I'm just like my whole thing right now is like not enough people who are older than me warned me that it's like <laughs> this like steep drop off, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. start taking care. Everyone out there, start taking care of yourself. The earlier, the better, because yeah. it really is like. It's, it made me feel like I have like a control issue because I'm like, I'm losing control of my body. It is just like being like, all right, we had a good run and see you later. You know, right. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Come on. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, like you say you were busy with Star Wars. So, but that's yeah. like, you know, that's great, you know, and oh, I yeah. do want to touch upon some of that, you know, mm -hmm. first, like, you know, obviously you're, you know, you're from Bayside and, you know, I've been a fan since like, 2000s and yeah, early 2000s you. just it's just that era right yeah. like where it's just like all these amazing punk rock music was mm -hmm. you know out there and uh, i know that you started a podcast with other like-minded like you know yeah. band uh like you know uh we got uh, i think will william from uh from yellow card mm -hmm. uh adam from story of the year yep. So it's called Thank the Maker Podcast. And mm -hmm. honestly, guys, wherever's in the chat, please, please check them out. Uh, they are so close to hitting a thousand subscribers, and we want to help them get yeah, to that uh, that milestone. <laughs> so if you guys can, like, if you guys want to just jump out real quick, go to their like YouTube channel, which is Thank the Maker Podcast. Hit the like and subscribe button on their channel, and then come back and you know join the chat again. That'll be awesome. 
And for the people that's watching the replay, please do so. So can you just tell us a little bit about the Think the Maker podcast? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it started actually so early 2020, like I'm talking like January, you know, mm -hmm. like pre-pandemic. Uh, mm -hmm. So me and Ryan from Yellow Card um, have the same manager, um, mm -hmm. and uh, she hit me up one day, and um, was just like, hey, "Time Ryan just <laughs> Ryan, Yeah, okay. Uh, well, Ryan he's right just, though. He yeah. is right. He's right. Well, we're getting that out of the way. We're, we're old. Yeah. Except for Nilda. Except for me. Okay. Yeah. Start, start taking care of yourself now. Nilda. I'm going to be 36. So I'm like, okay. I'm making sure like I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so we have the same manager and uh, she hit me up and was like, Ryan uh, from uh, Yellow Card just started a Star Wars podcast with Adam from Story of the Year. They're actually in California next week they wanted to see if you wanted to be a guest on the show so they went to galaxy's edge um and then like later that day after galaxy's edge they just came to my house it was still very early in the podcast and they're they they were just gonna start um basically like covering the movies so they were mm -hmm. like do you want to cover rogue one or solo like that's what we have left and i was like i love solo so let's let's talk about solo i think it'll be more of a fun conversation uh, so we recorded that episode which was probably pretty early on like within the first 10 episodes i would say um and it was awesome we just did it in my living room and then i want to say like the next morning ryan was just like hey that was really awesome would you want to like be a host would you want to like be a part of all this and i was like damn i hadn't like really thought about that up until that point i had been a guest on like some podcasts here and there mm -hmm. um i never really thought about like the what the commitment would be like um so i could talk about star wars all day but to actually have to um you know we're pretty like ocd with like editing our podcast that, that you know like, <laughs> yeah. like having an outline like it's not necessarily it's more adam from story of the year is the one who's like he's the ringleader he's the host like the main mm -hmm. host he's the one who like will spend time uh outlining the show and and stuff like that so um so yeah i mean it's been i don't want to say it's been more work than i thought but i guess i didn't really know how much work it was going to take um but i've loved it immediately like it was it was so much fun um it's kind of bounced back and forth for well it started as we leaned on um like kind of the people we knew whether there were like other band people or yeah, yeah. um or people like ashley Eckstein and amy uh emily swallow like like people we were like we're starting this podcast let's start with a bang so let's get like someone from all time low and goldfinger and and Beartooth. like we just tried to do it all right away mm -hmm. um and we were like if we're just like the band guy star wars show then we are but it turned into more than that you know it turned into a good community um it turned into uh hopefully what was like it was kind of this like inadvertent thing that happened where i think because we're older not to bring it up again i think <laughs> i think that we we um <laughs> i love the comments oh uh, yeah well shout out <laughs> I to think, him, by the i way. think one thing i'm proud of i should say and this wasn't what we set out to do i think that we've been so open with our feelings about star wars and overall we love it and when you have this like this like blanket statement of like we love it no matter what 
when we are critical, I think that it gives our listeners uh, a little bit more of a foundation to be like, well, they're not talking shit. They're not hating it. They're mm -hmm. not asking for anyone to be fired or whatever, you know, like they're like, that's so that's such a crazy part of Star Wars fandom that we're like, well, we have to actually be like the balance, you know, like we mm -hmm. want to be the mm -hmm. positive influence. Yeah. But like I've had like dudes in their 30s be like you know what i thought i was like a star wars hater and then i found like the hater community and like it just fed me into like thinking more negatively and then i started listening to you guys and how you guys just like thoughtfully liked things but when you didn't like things you weren't angry you kind of like went through the motions of why you didn't like things and yeah, a yeah. couple of times i've had people like dudes in their 30s be like you really actually taught me how to calm down about this thing that I love that was driving me nuts. And I'm yeah. like, we didn't set out to do that, but I think just us being open with uh, what we loved, what we didn't love, but knowing that the it's not necessarily, it's crazy to say, but it's not necessarily the movies or like the series that matter to me most anymore about Star Wars. It's the community and it's the, the it's the podcasts and it's it's everything else. And it's like we need the movies and the series to like feed all of what we do. But right. at the same time, it's like at this point I'm doing stuff, uh, you know, me and my whole other the whole Star Wars network that we uh, work with, like two or three other podcasts like Star Wars is like about friendship and family and stuff at this point. It's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Nick, Nick, I was going to ask you, cause I know you, you were saying backstage how busy you are. Do you no. still find star Wars as an outlet or do you, has it become, I know it, it is a little work, mm -hmm. but do you still find it an outlet from your like everyday routine? Yeah. I mean, it's, it is just a part of who I am. I mean, my, my mother told me before I even had memories that I was like standing in front of the TV watching whatever, you know, a new hope or empire yeah. or something, you know? So it's like, that's kind of brainwashing. I get it, but <laughs> I can get that early. That's a good mom. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, you know, my parents have always been very, um, supportive of anything that I like. And that was one of my first loves and, yeah, and, that's awesome. uh, you know, it, it, I kind of bounce around a lot with things that I do, um, my whole life, I've always bounced around from like, I like this, I like this, I like this, I want to do this, I want to do that. Um, so I feel like when Star Wars wasn't like feeding the beast, where it was constantly like new stuff coming out, yeah. you know, those kind of like dark ages of like 15 years or so, 16 years between Jedi and, and Phantom Menace, it's like... There were a lot of people out there that were like really keeping Star Wars alive, whether it was comics or novels or yeah. collecting or whatever. But I was like out, you know, like I I would say I love Star Wars. But to me, it was like those three movies and I was out. Prequels yeah, came yeah. around. I was back in. Um, and then honestly, like probably a decade ago when Disney bought it and said they were going to do a bunch of stuff. I'm like, hey, I think that means that this thing that I love is back for good, you know, like, yeah, they're, they're not going to do one movie and then peace out, you know, they just bought it for a couple billion dollars, it's gonna be around. <laughs> so, so yeah. it just kind of like sparked my excitement for it all again. Um, but really, just to like, Sean, to answer quick, like, it really is, it's such a part of my like, escapism, you right. know, it's something that I, I, it's the biggest thing that I do. I feel like I look 
towards a lot of other things for escapism too but like star wars is for sure the biggest part and like i mentioned earlier like the fact that i have like an entire like network of friends and family and right. and even just extended like social media people who like i don't know but they post or respond to me or whatever it's just like this common thread that i think is like it's so appealing to be a part of of some community that is positive because i know like i said the whole other side of it is like actually more popular like there's there's there are people who straight up hate star wars who have like eight hundred thousand followers on those YouTube. are star trek fans <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they don't well, like us <laughs> well i think you know like you know when you say some you know like like that like you know yeah. there's there's that side where people just but it, it's like they don't really hate star wars it's just that they they get the views because of the, the yeah, hate. yeah totally you know but you know it's just you know like obviously us we're in, in this podcast we we try to be real you know like if, if it's something you dislike but you know obviously yeah. we're we have a reason for it like you know mm -hmm. we respect other people's opinions and everything yeah um and that's one thing too and that what, what what's great about you know like us is that like and star wars in general is that like you know sean and i could disagree even nilda and i could disagree but we come here and we're still great friends. Like yeah. there's nothing like yeah. we're all like-minded. We just see it in a different way. <laughs> like some of us yeah. know that Jar Jar Binks is horrible. So oh my I god, mean, you shut your just, mouth. Just given. <laughs> Wait, Nick, how yeah. do you yeah. feel about Jar Jar Binks? Come on, Nick. I mean, on my side. I I don't have like an opinion that is like rooted in anything other than I'm just like. At the time, I get why people didn't like him, and now yeah, yeah. he's fine. He's another character. I love yeah. him. Oh yes, yeah. Well, that that's, deserves. That, well, he said it because he's in the past, so we just yeah, that, we that leave deserves, it in the past. That oh, deserves a, a Mando spin. <laughs> oh <Thank> lord, <laughs> that deserves a Mando spin. Um, what I was gonna say too is that, like, uh, you know, I and I listened to your last episode too, and you know, it was just uh, basically, you know, you guys were talking about the community and why you guys are doing it mm -hmm. and what your love for, it, which is. By the way, a great, great episode. Yeah, it was fun. And, um, you know, it's just crazy because back then around, like, the early 2000s, you know, when I was even growing up, like, you know, I love Star Wars, but it wasn't like you had to, like, you know, you could, it's okay to, like, flaunt it, you know? Like, you're like, oh, you're a geek, you're a nerd, get out of here, you know? Yeah. But now it's different. It's a different climate where it's like, oh, wow, you do? And, oh, man, cool, like, let's, let's talk about it, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, uh, it brings it brings everyone together, which is great, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's kind of this idea of like, well, I want to have family and friends and community. Mm -hmm. So why would I bring what am I bringing to the table? You know, like, mm -hmm. why would I want to bring hatred or negativity or anything? Yeah. You know, like, I think I want to say in some ways it's getting better. But I mean, if the Internet is going to algorithmically reward negative comments and mm -hmm. and all this stuff it's never going to go away you know yeah. That's yeah just that's just how it is but um but yeah i mean it's been it's been a lot of fun the escapism is beyond even just sitting down for like an hour a week talking about you know the podcasting or whatever um yeah. last week's episode you just mentioned was a lot of fun because obviously there's nothing on right now so there's not like too much for us to talk about yeah. so i kind of just oh, like the, the open form uh we have a fourth host his name's mike he he uh he's kind of like a star wars fabricator and cosplayer and he's he's one of our best buds um so he's kind of like rotates in as a host i mean he's an he's officially a host uh but like between me adam and ryan's schedule sometimes we need like someone to fill in mm -hmm. here and there and yeah. so 
he helps out a lot. Um, but you know, like someone like him, he's he's just he had this idea because um, he, he he comes from that world of like I'm a fan of all your bands, you know. And now we're all best buds, you know. So mm -hmm. he had this idea. He's like, listen, you guys just went to when we were young. We just did Mosh Eisley, like. Mm -hmm. Star Wars is like at a peak right now. Emo music is at a peak right now. You guys should just, just yeah. talk about that, you know? And we were just like, okay, cool. Like we want to be more of a Star Wars podcast, but we kind of did what we could last week's on last week's episode to intersect both of them. But I think we talked a little bit more about when we were young and, and, and music a little bit more, but that, that was great. I love the fact yeah. that now everything that I got made fun of for in high school that I would listen to, like all the emo music, is now the greatest <laughs> oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Where Which I is... live, they have emo night almost yeah, every exactly. month. Mm -hmm. And it's bands that I grew up with listening yeah. to in high school. And I'm like, really? Everybody likes yeah. it now? <laughs> well, it's yeah, a which cycle is... of nostalgia, you know? And yeah. It's, yeah. it's when you think back to. I mean, this is kind of stuff that we covered on that episode last week, but like, there's a major difference with being nostalgic for like Britney Spears and NSYNC or being nostalgic for like new metal, like Limp Bizkit and stuff like that. Yeah. When you're nostalgic about emo, emo is rooted in punk rock, which is 50 something years old, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's a scene. It never have gone, it's never gone away. It might've peaked mm -hmm. its head into the, the mainstream, uh, you know, every 10 years or so, but it doesn't go away. So. Well, Warped when, Tour, Warped Tour kept it alive for oh, years. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. And now you have When We Were Young and Riot Fest and, and the Punk Rock mm -hmm. Museum in Vegas. Like, when you see, you, I, I do talk about, like, foundation a lot. And, like, to me, I think that that's the best thing about, I'll just say punk rock, is that it, it's been around and it's not going anywhere. It's not grunge. It's not new metal. Like, these things came from a place of, like, a sound and not a scene and they're mm -hmm. they're kind of like a blip on the radar and then 20 years later people will be nostalgic for limp biscuit like they are you know yeah. but yeah. there's no limp biscuit scene they they didn't come from anywhere necessarily you know like they might have yeah. a local jacksonville scene or wherever they're from um but it's not necessarily something that's like sustained 50 years of music you know so um yeah. that's that that to me is like another sense of pride is that like we're just like part a small part of the tapestry of like this 50 year long basically uh you know musical genre that isn't one specific thing like i just did tours at the punk rock museum during when we were young and it's like we have some memorabilia in there but so do the Ramones, so do Green Day, so does Motorhead, you know, like mm -hmm. it's all none of it sounds the same, but it is all kind of from the same world. And yeah, and I think that that's something that like makes me like so proud to be, you know, any part of really. Yeah. And, you know, it's that's that's the beauty about Star Wars, right? Because, you know, I, I listened to, you know, everyone on your podcast when I was younger. And honestly, I never thought that you guys were like into, you know, Star Wars until recently when, you know, I started listening to your podcast and uh you know and i was just like what like are you are you kidding me they love star wars like these are like the, the like my favorite bands of all time and like and it's just so crazy that that star wars brings us together like that but we yeah. were closeted we were closeted for so many years and we years. didn't want to let our outside <laughs> exactly. friends know and then yep. all of a sudden this youtube thing hit we're like hey there's other people like us <laughs> yeah and you know it's one of those things too is that like and I tell Sean and Nilda this is that like I can't talk to my friends, you know, my close mm -hmm. friends because they're not really into Star Wars yeah. as much as I am. I can't even talk like, to hey. my coworkers about this. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm like, do you know the midichlorian count for for Anakin? And blah, blah, blah. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? Shut up. Cocaine is you know? a hell of a drug. Yeah, it's like, okay. But, um, you know, that's awesome. And I'm loving the fact that punk rock emo is back again. And mm-hmm. it's just crazy that, like, not only, like, we're listening to it more often now mm-hmm. than before, but there's other new listeners that are, like, mm-hmm. appreciating that music. Yeah. And, you know, I do want to touch upon, like, the you know, this thing that you are, uh, you know, organizing, which is Marsh Isley, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 because of my accent, I couldn't make it to the, the last one in your comic con, which is like literally in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, the fact that you're, you, you, you put ev- that, the star Wars <laughs> and the yeah. punk rock emo together. Mm-hmm. Like, can you tell us a little bit more about how that came into fruition? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're probably over a decade of emo night being a thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's basically, mm-hmm a club night where they play emo music, you know, and it's very yeah. specific. You know, I think a lot of people had growing pains with it because they're like, what do you mean it's emo night? You're not playing like Saves the Day or Get the Get Up Kids or anything. And it's like, well, it's a little bit of a branding issue, but emo night is more specifically like the popular music from like 2004 to 2008 when all of these like yellow card story of the year, taking back Sunday, my chem Paramore, mm-hmm. um, all, when all of those bands were selling hundreds of thousands, if not millions of records, it was popular music. It really mm-hmm. was actually pop music. Like that's when it had its moment for that, like half a decade there. Like I said, that was just our genre kind of peeking its head up and then it came back down. It's never gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but this resurgence right now is more so for bands that were popular back then. Like Bayside is kind of um, not a part of it because like uh, we you, were, guys uh, you guys no, should be. You no, guys. We just, here's here's my thing though. We weren't more popular in 2004 than we are right now. Like 2023 has been like Bayside's best year, and then. Mm-hmm. 2022 was Bayside's best year and 2021 was Bayside, you know, like constantly grown. We didn't have a hit record back then. Um, People's favorite records are from back then, but Mm -hmm. it's been this like slow, like it's no coincidence that our like, our like tagline is Bayside is a cult because it's always been that way. We've always had great shows and just over the last almost 25 years at this point, um, it's just slowly grown to the point where we could honestly say that like every year is our best year. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of bands that are like coming back now or celebrating something from 20 years ago Mm -hmm. were absolutely massive, like platinum selling bands, you know, and Mm -hmm. they're back in a nostalgic sense. Um, So we're, we're different in that sense. Like, yes, we're part of the emo scene, but when people ask me if I'm excited that emo's back, I'm like, no, because in 2004 we were playing to 200 people. And now we played mm-hmm. 2,000 people. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like yeah. a big difference. It's like actually mm-hmm. swapped, you know? You're like, so, no, it's here right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, and, for, and for some people, I mean, some festivals like when we were young, like there's bands getting back together just to, to play that, you know? And maybe the resurgence will last a couple of years for them. Um, but there's probably... I would assume reasons at some point why they stopped playing music or stopped touring or stopped writing new music um, because like their career spike was like through the roof and then nothing, you know, because they had this like radio um, and MTV success that once that's Mm -hmm. gone, then there wasn't a lot of like roots there. It was literally just popular music. So, um, 
so yes we're part of that scene but we were not more popular 20 years ago <laughs> so it's kind of this this thing that uh is it's funny because when we play when we were young i'm like well we're gonna play new songs we don't have to play i mean a lot of our bigger songs are from 15 20 years ago but we also have big mm. songs that we just wrote this year so yeah. yeah um so it's it's kind of a unique thing we've always been kind of a unique band that's like a part of the scene but different in our own way and it's uh it's our own little journey which is awesome yeah so i was gonna say um because pj usually does this in the beginning and he slipped up so normally every time we have a guest on the show we always like to ask what are your top three star wars movies oh yeah yeah <laughs> and pj was slacking Ooh. oh i was getting oh i was getting there but yeah no, yeah <laughs> it's just like the yeah it was just like there's so much i was geeking out basically. i know there's so yeah, much to yeah. talk about We'll, we'll get yeah. to all of it. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah. I will answer. I mean, I'm going to – it's kind of weird because mm -hmm. the first two are easy. Uh, like Return of the Jedi was like my wheelhouse when I was a kid. Like it came out when I was three. I remember mm -hmm. seeing it and whenever the re – like it was back in theaters in like 85 or something. Like that's the mm -hmm. only Star Wars I saw in theaters, but it wasn't even in 83, I don't think. It was like yeah. – 85 or something whenever they like toss it back in theaters um so that that's my jam but I, honestly i've been i've become because of the clone wars and like a lot of stuff that dave filoni is doing i've become a pretty big fan of like the prequel era not necessarily mm. the prequel movies but i do think that revenge of the sith is like absolutely one of my favorite movies um yeah i think just this yeah. the you know one one thing i say to people a lot when mm. they when they're having a tough time with star wars or whatever i say it a lot on the podcast i'm like don't worry about the execution it's about the story so when i think yep. about the prequel era and the clone wars era you think about all the things that happened and they happened whether it's an animation on live action whatever it is it's like the story is why i'm here it's not it, whether or not clones look good in CGI, you know, like, like, that's not what I'm watching Star Wars for. I'm here for this, like, 40-something-year-old story that's ongoing. Yeah. Um, so the prequel era is really, like, in the last 10 years or so, really, like, gone crazy for me. So, stuff, you know, <laughs> seeing Anakin again oh, in yeah. Ahsoka was just a dream. Um, oh, I was hysterically crying. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just so <laughs> cool. But I, the with the sequels i would say like it's tough because i think i actually bounce back and forth between all of them lately i've just been saying rise of skywalker because it's the culmination so mm -hmm. i like i know it's probably like the least put together movie but again the some of the stuff that happens in it i think is is some really good moments i think the last jedi is probably the best put together movie and then force awakens is like hey we're back you know it's like this reboot of like star yeah. wars is back it looks like this again um you get all this excitement like i think back to the era of the force awakens coming out of like yeah excited to see it seeing mm -hmm. the trailer seeing han and chewie again who is ray like all this stuff like i really do like 2015 to 2017 of like it's back I think Rebels was on at the time too. I'm like right. that. I'm like nostalgic for something that's not even ten years old at this point because that era of Star Wars is back was so much fun for like me and my friends. Um, so, so yeah. I don't, I, to make it easy, I'll just say like the the third movie in every trilogy because the sequels I bounce back and forth. Like I don't mm -hmm. know whether I like the reintroduction 
of the franchise probably the best put together movie or the culmination so i'll just say the culmination say the rise of skywalker because that also see i could talk about this stuff forever like i went to (laughs) i was in chicago for a celebration i was there too yeah yeah and saw the rise of skywalker trailer drop with like thousands of people and it's just like man like what a moment like that's one of my favorite memories ever so yeah yeah that's it's uh, i I remember that too because i was like literally like right you know when they were like you know announcing the trailer in that mm-hmm. little uh not a little that big huge stage yeah so mm-hmm. and everyone going crazy over uh emperor palpatine's laugh yeah. you're like what the yeah, F? yeah so exactly. um no yeah, but my that's cousin great. and i were watching it and we were crying as soon as we heard the <laughs> laughing and i was just like oh my god yeah He's yeah. back. We don't know how, but he's back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and you know what's now. crazy? Yeah, somehow this Palpatine's back. No, but like, you know, one thing about, um, you know, Celebration too. you know, just to touch upon it real quick, is that it's crazy that people can have differences in Star Wars, argue, you know, about it online. Mm-hmm. But when they come to Celebration, it's just like we forget about it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, dude, you're a Star Wars fan. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Who cares what our differences yeah. are? We put it to the side and just enjoy the, you know, yeah. the, the the convention. Out of all the conventions I've been to, probably um, Star Wars. Maybe I'm biased, but the Star Wars convention is probably like the most where I have the most fun. Yeah, and, it's it's such a good time. Like, yeah. it's it really is like the if you're willing to spend hundreds of dollars on a ticket alone, let alone mm-hmm. airfare, hotels, if you're not from whatever city it's in, mm-hmm. you got to be pretty deep. Like, I don't think people want to spend like whatever hundreds or thousands of dollars to go there and be a dick, you know, like yeah. you're, you're going to, yeah, you're going to have, I'm going to talk about people. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, uh, ask you too, is that like, all right, so, you know, a lot, a lot of us collect Star Wars uh, memorabilia mm-hmm. and collectibles. Uh, is there what do you collect anything Star Wars related? Like, um, yeah, I used to uh, more than I do now. Uh, part mm-hmm. of my like reintroduction of into the fandom was was collecting mm-hmm. with Black Series and uh, mm-hmm. and um, and vintage collection. Um, I got real completist there about the Black Series for a minute, and then mm-hmm. I really do think that the uh, I think the pandemic kind of screwed hasbro up with what they were making um mm-hmm. because it got like real heavy trooper and clone wise and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah like i i kind of want my like characters you know like yeah there's probably like we could probably rifle off like 20 characters right now between movies and like between like solo rogue one rise of skywalker yeah and then all the series there's probably 20 figures that should be made from the black series and then they'll be like well here's another trooper you know yeah i I feel (laughs) like that's more like cost effective and something to do with how they're selling like maybe it's not the most popular line Mm -hmm. anymore but I, i just know too in a big thing for me here in california is they're like they're just not in retail stores like i have to go to local shops which there aren't a lot there's one big um uh it's borderline a convention uh it's open wednesday nights saturday and sunday it's in an old sam's club so it's that big it's like an old giant building it's basically like a flea market convention that's oh, frankenson yeah. Frank yeah. yeah. oh yeah 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 so you go there and like i start putting two and two together that like say a uh, street date of whatever black series is like tuesday at target mm. you go there on tuesday and it's not there 
It's not there Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You go to Frankenstein's on Saturday, and every booth has the target <laughs> drop yeah, marked yeah. up <laughs> double. You know, and I'm oh, like, yeah. what? Like at this point, like Walmart out here is actually even worse. Where there's just I'm like, whatever manager of the toy section in Walmart must have like an in with Frankenstein because like Walmart <laughs> exclusives don't hit the pegs, and then they're at Frankenstein that weekend. So yeah, yeah like, employees are fun. hoarding them. Yeah, it's like not fun at all collecting because oh okay to me part of the collecting was that youthful like i want to go find it you know Toy hunt. and i yes. can't find it i just can't find it and it's mm -hmm. not fun to just go to where i know they are and pay double the price like it's not yeah. fun so no yeah there, there was there was those are the two major reasons like i feel like the black series line is kind of uninspired late like for the last three mm -hmm. years plus it's just so hard to find things out here so i'm like I've, I've i've fallen off a lot um oh okay yeah oh, that yeah. sucks because you know, know it's it should be it should be fun like do you have you heard of like anything like hot toys like stuff like that yeah i stuff like that more had to do with um mm -hmm. uh storage and like displaying things like the house oh, okay. i live in out here um oh, isn't yeah. very big so like i have my collection and it's like not even uh displayed anywhere you know like oh, I, yeah, I recently sure. just got this back room on the property that is like half podcast mm -hmm. half like small like i'm gonna be running like my coffee roasting shipping out of here Mosh Eisley thank the maker I'm gonna be running like a little warehouse out of here and mm -hmm. then this little section is my podcasting here um I, I think I'll be able to display stuff like some stuff back here but um yeah space is just more of an issue like I love where I live in California and I feel like I'm don't ever want to live leave this town but I my house is kind of small so i don't have yeah. a i wish i had like a room or a basement or something where i could just be like this is my star wars room one day <laughs> yeah one day, but and trust me that yeah. room fills up real quick and yeah, you're like yeah, i have yeah, no space yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's got like i mean sean's got like so um uh what's that called uh chewbacca in the back over yeah, there yeah 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 was um, so rad. yeah <laughs> well i was gonna say too is that all right so in terms of the light side and dark side where do you like lean towards more oh definitely light side it's a dark side just looks cooler but i'm more of a light side you know mm -hmm. in theory lost another one no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome and that's that's the thing too even though we're like a sith cast podcast yeah you know most of us like you know we we you know like sean yeah he's he's even though he's in sith cast podcast <laughs> he actually likes the light side yeah <laughs> that's good <laughs> i do yeah. oh yeah. I, you know you pull for the good guy the underdog you're just like yeah but, but the bad guys look so cool they look so much cooler i mean but yeah. that's why they do that they market yeah. to make the bad guys look good because then yeah. you're gonna want them yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah, and the thing too is like you know me, me and Tron have a running joke, especially when Kenobi came out. Like you know, you know he's a Kenobi fan. I'm, yeah. I'm a Anakin and Vader fan. So yeah. when they were like, I'm like when Vader kicked his butt the first time, I'm like, yeah, Sean, take that. Then <laughs> obviously like later on he just yeah. Like, how many shit. times did Kenobi win? I don't want to even talk <laughs> about Annie, it. Annie <laughs> took down Maul. <laughs> uh, I don't want to even. But um, how about your uh, favorite Star Wars character of all time? Man it's like <laughs> really evolves you know like growing oh, really? up growing oh, yeah. up was luke mm -hmm. um i had a real moment that i feel like ended recently where it was leia 
Okay. I really think it's like Anakin at this point. You know, like oh, I really, I can't. Yeah. They're just doing him so good right now, and I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm having like an a, a absolute Anakin moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can't. You know, Leia is like such an inspiration. Luke was mm -hmm. my like early on hero. Mm -hmm. um, I really love Ray, and I can't wait to see them like really add to her her character a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really really excited about that. You know, like I've you know how could you not love Ahsoka? It's 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 yeah. just so yeah. great. Yeah, and it was crazy too with uh, you know with a lot of the characters you mentioned, especially like Anakin and Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. They weren't really like liked in the beginning, yeah. mm -hmm. and it's crazy like how you know throughout the years they have just absolutely yeah. loved you know ahsoka mm -hmm. and anakin no. uh, i mean i've always loved anakin just because you know that storyline like you said like you know the prequels may not have been put together like you know yeah. like the way we want it to be mm -hmm. but the story was just like yeah. and i always tell everyone on the podcast that's listening is that like if you think about it like one person took down the whole Republic <laughs> and the Jedi Council and the Jedi Temple. Yeah. One person to manipulate both sides. Yeah. How crazy is that storyline? Yeah. And plus the storyline of Anakin, you know, falling from grace. Like mm -hmm. just, you know, and a lot of us, like, you know, especially me, like, you know, like can relate to that. Like, you know, like, like oh, yeah, like you had the potential and just to make that one mistake and then just kind of like. Yeah. you know like changes the course <laughs> of your life and yeah that's why i love anakin's my favorite so and, yeah no i mean yeah. that's i think that's a perfect example of execution you know and like everyone yeah. could call george lucas like you know like we need george back doing star wars i'm like listen you liked his first three movies for the most part half the fandom didn't like the second three you know it's like don't mm -hmm. say george is like this golden child when like it's kind of like this double standard you know um mm -hmm. so uh, yeah i mean i Again, it's execution because what what Anakin needed mm -hmm. back then was we needed more. We needed more story about Anakin, and what we got was a couple of years later, the beginning of the Clone Wars. Yeah. And now it just seems like okay, there's actually like Hayden Christensen is going nowhere right now. Like he is absolutely oh, no, he's not. a part of the future of Star mm -hmm. Wars. You know, yeah, like, he is. They're gonna go back to like this like introducing mortis and all this stuff into live action and him being the chosen one like yeah i think it's gonna it might have took 30 years by the time it's all said and done but mm -hmm. the actual definition of him being the chosen one might be realized in what's happening right now like, yeah because he becomes the father or whatever he actually becomes like the central figure of the force like right man because even because so because even in in uh, the Phantom Menace, mm -hmm. I was hoping they would fast track the Anakin character and not yeah. make him a little kid for mm -hmm. the whole thing. Because yeah. you could have split that up totally in yeah. an hour. You could have said, "Okay, this is him." Now we move to the future, and then you yeah. could have got more of the Anakin story. Mm -hmm. You know, they yeah, could have maybe leak more into the Clone Wars and him yeah. fighting in the wars. And it would be good with how things are currently constituted, where you have television now and you also have animation, so it was different back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really would be good, because I don't think I know any above-average Star Wars fan that ever complains about getting a story in animation. It really would be good to have, yeah. like, almost these, like, tiers of storytelling, where yeah. it's, like, movies, live action, and then animation. And for, like, us giant nerds who want, like, the depth 
mm-hmm. we could handle a Luke Skywalker animated story. You know, oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, like we For need sure. stuff like that to fill in some yeah. gaps here and there. It's and the then, story. you know, like to, to me, like there really should be like these tiers of like keep the animation ner- like nerdy and filling in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if the movies need to be popcorn movies just to keep things going and then so be it you know like i don't need i don't need star wars movies to change my life like everything else is changing my life right yeah <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure star wars changed all our lives yeah, exactly. I, by the way with abeloth like i feel like you ever watched uh, the marvel shows where uh, it's like what's that um what was that, that? Everyone was assuming in uh, in uh, Wandavision was that that the devil was that called? Oh, Mephisto. But Mephisto is like yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like everyone's been like, oh, Abeloth, Abeloth, Abeloth. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like it was like the next Mephisto. But yeah, <laughs> um, I, I, that's one thing I love about like some of these shows, especially like on uh, uh, episode to episode basis, is that like not only does it give us like uh, us podcasters some content to talk about, mm-hmm. but it's just like everyone's like has their mind like uh like with the theories and everything like oh my yeah. gosh is it abeloth is it uh, oh what's, what's up with the mortis and stuff yeah and um you know and the one thing too is that like i kind of wish i kind of miss the movies man like yeah. honestly i feel like the next step for disney is that they need to make a movie yeah at some it's... point i know i know we're gearing towards the heir yeah. to the empire like movie with uh, mm-hmm. Filoni directing it but i think that yes. needs to happen soon just because i know i feel like because when was the last time rise of skywalker was 2019, like 2019 right yeah 2019 oh is it so it's been like four years four yeah uh, yeah we definitely yeah, I mean, need and i don't like i think about the release timeline a lot Mm-hmm. and it like i can't picture like i just nothing knowing how long these things take to make mm-hmm. even if they started filming a movie today it's not coming out until 2025 yeah or the beginning like, of 2026 insane. yeah like it's insane so i'm like yeah. i i i don't know it's 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 kind of like bewildering to think about the schedule mm-hmm. of that stuff because yeah. i i think ahsoka the series mm-hmm. planted so many seeds that mm-hmm. there, even if there was one more season of Ahsoka, that might barely be enough to get the Filoni movie, you know, like the yeah. Empire movie. I'm like, there's so much in there that I would hate for these great ideas to have to be like rushed through. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I'd love, I would love the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be cool. Like I, I feel like they have more of a plan now than they did. I'll say that. It, it took yeah. them 10 years. Uh, it took Disney 10 years of owning Lucasfilm to seem like they have a plan. But they have a plan, it seems like. I just, I, w- I want like eight months out of the year, I want there to be Star Wars. You know, like a yeah, little yeah. break here and there. <laughs> like I want one series to end, take a month off, and another series to, like that's just, I want it. For podcasting purposes, that's one thing. But like <laughs> for the joy it brings yeah, me yeah. and friends, it's like I just want more. Yeah, well, I was gonna say too is that like uh, you know with with the with the movie like you know one thing a lot I kind of miss about the movie is just just all the production value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. just so like you know like obviously it put a lot of money into the budget and everything to make such as you know this great movie for two hours and and I feel like with Ahsoka uh, the show like the show like was great but it was still missing that the extra like money to make it like feel like a yeah. movie you mm-hmm. know yeah they, and they i kind of missed that they varied between 
I think Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi kind of looked the least good. Yeah. And then Mando season three, I thought Ahsoka looked great. Um, mm -hmm. But I know, what I know what you're saying. Like just that little extra money to kind of help things look a little bit better. Um, mm -hmm. But I also think between the pandemic and and pretty much inventing the the volume, yeah, I think that there was like this thing that's gonna look good on TVs, and they're still figuring out how to use it and make it look better. You know, yeah, yeah. invented this thing. It was very George Lucas of of Favreau and all them to like invent this thing and use it immediately, and then it'll be good down the road. You know, like the the prequels were just as much. George wanting to continue the story. It's like mm -hmm. equal parts him wanting to continue the story and equal parts him wanting to revolutionize how movies are made. And he did. You yeah. know, and you could really tell that like so much of that era was about like digital effects, digital editing, digital sound, oh, like, yeah. all this stuff. Like he had a a goal and Star Wars was like his vehicle for that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really noticeable watching like I'd mentioned this to my lady that we were watching like Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And I'm like, it is so like I am never I've never been more happy that George Lucas need had a goal with yeah, digital yeah. editing and stuff. Because mm -hmm. you watch like 80s horror movies, how they're edited. I'm like, this they're is terrible. <laughs> like by the way, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is the best Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm I'm going the through them all again because I it's like the more warrior one. I think I never saw one or two when I was a kid. I think I started at three, but I don't still don't oh, really know man. that. That's why I'm watching them all again. But like you just see how the editing is so yeah. mm -hmm. and you're like, yeah, George really, really had a goal. And thank goodness he <laughs> he he was like, no, it has to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you know, the the part of it was that he was like lazy. He didn't really he hated editing. And he wanted to simplify it. So like, you know, instead of like cutting film, it's like all digital oh it's in a computer it's faster but it's it's not it, there's a lot of posts that george totally. doesn't know about those yeah. computer guys do and it's just like <laughs> yeah. yeah take they're up all night while george is home sleeping <laughs> he comes well, in wife... is, it, is it ready <laughs> yeah well, his... george, george puts marcia to work oh yeah well I, I was gonna say too is that like uh you know i, I just want to before i forget i do want to just address the chat and then we could we could keep talking um you know, we got Sean Stone in the house. What's up, Sean? Hi, Sean. Uh, we got Diamond Figs. What's up, Diamond? By the way, I watched him on, on Theory's uh, stream the other day. I, I think those guys, uh, Will and Tony, did such an awesome job. Yeah, they, they did. So yeah, they did. Sorry. Um, we got this guy and this girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stephen Bly. What's up, Stephen? We got J2SO in the house. Jason, he's Jason. a Jar Jar Binks fan. What's up, and Jason? That's why we love Jason for. Uh, who else is here? We got House of Windu. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, oh we it's got... like a picture of Game of Thrones. Oh, oh we got oh, OPK. Oh, oh, he strikes man. again. Oh, wait, hold on. I got to get my. Son of. <laughs> by the way we have this running joke uh uh nick is that like you know obviously because you know i'm anakin and we're dark side it's just you know it's obi-wan you just kind of like hate <laughs> you love him because he's so good and mind you we're me and sean are the only ones that actually do like obi-wan i have an yeah. obi-wan tattoo yeah I, I mean i like him it's just like he beat my guy into <laughs> you know so we got jake bream in the house what's up jake uh, 
cool to see Nick in the show. We got Star Wars replicas. By Gabe's the way. in the house. Yeah. Gabe. In and he just met Hayden Christensen yeah. at Galaxy's Edge, just walking that. around. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I was. His just whole cool. video was hilarious. He was like, "Guys, like he was like a like a news reporter. Hey guys, we're at Disney. I just got told by these people that he's mm-hmm. coming right through. It was like the cutest video to watch. It's the cutest yeah. stalker I've ever seen. And then, <laughs> and then on top of it, he throws his kids in the mix. Like, all right, you're cute and cuddly. Yeah, yeah. Come and say hi. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny too because he's like, he put it on video. By the way, he was just like, he's like, let me take a like a picture. <laughs> And and Hayden's like, I think you're on video, video. but he, uh, yeah. Yeah, but he yeah, know yeah. it was he did that. Uh, shout out like, to you, Gabe. Yeah, it was the greatest yeah. video to watch. I thought it was so funny that Gabe did that. It was great. Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say, uh, you know, before we we, uh, we continue on addressing the chat, you know, Nick, did you uh, ever meet Hayden in person or got I a chance? To... No. I, yeah. I, I wish I have. I feel like in. Mm-hmm trying to think of celebration last year mm-hmm. did i meet anyone oh i think i only met giancarlo last year okay he had, like no line and it was so like 50 guy. bucks and i love breaking bad so why not oh the yeah. nicest Break- guy in the world oh yeah and then in london this year um mm-hmm. through like i know ashley i've met ashley a million times um mm-hmm. but through i was like working with the roosevelt's company out there and they had like a kind of a little bit of a connection with the people who are running the um the signings and they were like hey do you want to like meet ashley you want to go say hi to ashley real quick and i was like yeah i would like to just say hi to her obviously she can't walk around the floor at star wars celebration but i would like to go say hi to her so i literally like went in there to say hi to her and it was her and rosario which i didn't know oh (laughs) my gosh sure which i didn't intend to do so i just like went to go say hi to ashley and wound up taking a picture with uh with both of them oh my gosh dude that is like probably oh my gosh you got a picture with both yeah, yeah. so that's, that's awesome mm-hmm. that's pretty i've been sick. dying to do that i hope that yeah. they're both coming to uh san francisco comic-con i feel yeah. like uh rosario is going to be like the next announcement yeah, yeah. Be, it's definitely cool of them to do that um yeah. i think it says a lot too because i feel like there's so much like fandom curiosity about like them you know like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. together so i'm like yeah if they're, if they're doing signings together then things are totally fine yeah, well, like I think it was whenever... it was a big I think it was a big issue because in Star Wars, the previous Star Wars celebration, when Ashley had announced that or they announced that there was going to be a live action Ahsoka, I think everybody was wanting Ashley to be the live action character. And because they went with somebody else, you know, like the little army of Ahsokas were like, no, this isn't going to happen. We can't see it happen. But it ended up being very well. Yeah, I mean, the, the way I look at it is actually, it all makes way more sense now that she's not a, um, th- that Rosario and Ahsoka is not a supplemental character in like the Mandalorian or Boba Fett. Right. Yeah. You see in her, you see in the story that was told in her series that she's a movie star. Like they needed a movie star to play Ahsoka mm-hmm. because it's literally Ahsoka is going to be in movies. And mm-hmm. I think like the biggest thing Filoni has to figure out which he might have just by introducing another galaxy the biggest thing to me like question for the next like five six seven years of Star Wars is how do you get Ezra Grogu Ahsoka Sabine (laughs) with Rey post sequel trilogy 
Like to me, that's where it has to head. So mm -hmm. right. where were they during the sequel trilogy? You have another galaxy. They might've just been in another galaxy right now. But yeah, to me, yeah. that's like what they have to figure out because Grogu wound up being the like hit intellectual property of the Disney era so far. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, can't, yeah. his story can't end. Mm -hmm. He has to wind up with Ray, like start a new, like that could be a, a movie or two in five years where Ray is, with Finn putting together a new order, which I think is basically what they said the movie was kind of going to be about anyway. But like Ahsoka could be like the Yoda figure in the future, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, that's true. To me, just in a business sense, that's where it should head. So they have to figure it out. Poor yeah. Sean's well, probably upset that they're going to continue the whole legacy of Grogu because he's definitely not a fan of him. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't hate Grogu. I'm just, I'm Grogu'd out. Yeah, I, I felt like he was force fed to us mm -hmm. and we get it. Disney wants money and that, you know, yeah. it, so. it became the like the uh, cultural significance that I think that they hoped like mm -hmm. Ray, Kylo and Finn would be. But like, yeah, look no further than going to Disney. Everyone's wearing original trilogy merchandise or Mandalorian Grogu merchandise, you know, like, yeah, yeah. No one's walking around with Kylo and Ray and Finn nope. shirts on. Oh, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing. That's why they they wanted to capitalize in on. It. That's why you see like Grogu pretty much everywhere. You know, you got yeah, like uh, you know water bottles and <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. which is you know like um, it's cool. But I, I just want to know how, if they're gonna ever make him older. That's that's the challenge. Yeah, you know, like to. you know, like like almost like Yoda ish. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, if if they do it right. I mean, hey, you you have decades of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More like century, you know, like centuries. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, um, what I was going to say, too, is that like uh, that Grogu's that hit song that gets played way too much and you get sick of it. Yeah. I, I can good see analogy. That. Good analogy. Good analogy. In the uh, show, I'm not sick of him, but out in the world merchandising wise and stuff. That's more where I'm just like, okay. I mean, yeah. Disney's going to Disney when it comes to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um we got OBP Kenobi. OBP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got Rogue 5 Cantina in the house. What's up Rogue 5? What's up Joe? Hi guys. Up, Joe? Uh who else is here? I think I said what's up to Jake. Uh Star Wars replicas. Uh Star Wars addict Jeffs in the house. What's up Jeffs? Jeff, what's up buddy? We've got Janine. We got Janine. We got uh, Spice Eben from Spice Runners Lounge. Yeah, Babin. Uh, we got Darth Kenobi. What's up, Santino. Darth? Dino. Uh, who else is here? Rolando Flores. What's up, Rolando? What's Please up, hurt. man? Yeah. Uh, who else is here? I think I there's there's quite a few people here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please, if you can, help us uh, beat this algorithm and just hit the like button. Stupid algorithm. We got Dubak Deliveries. What's up, Dubak? Love Jason. And then such a good name. Yeah, I love Dubaks. Um, and Janine. What's up, Janine? The Niner. Yeah, Niner. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, you know, going back to um, yeah, so I met Hayden, you know, um earlier this year, and he is the nicest oh yeah, guy. Like, <laughs> especially the amount of like people like coming. To you know, att not attacking him, but like wanting to meet him and everything like that. He just like has he takes the time and talks to everybody, 
especially like when uh, you know we were like lining up to take a, a photo op with him he wasn't there weren't like next like and he's like okay next person he was like oh hey how's it going hey how are you you know he, he said yeah. what's up to my son like he took mm -hmm. the time to like kind of talk to him yeah he took the time to like look at people's tattoos yeah you know the photographer's like Dude, we got it. Yeah, let's go. He's like, we have like thousands more it's to almost, go. It's almost lunchtime. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, but he doesn't like he doesn't care. He wants to say hi to yeah. every single person. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would assume he's appreciative of it. Like in you know things didn't go great fandom wise back then. Thank goodness mm -hmm. the internet and social media, I should say, wasn't really a thing back then because it was yeah. still pretty bad for him with no Twitter. Yeah, yeah, um, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that. The way I look at it, just mm -hmm. as like someone who he was younger when he got cast, it kind of went sideways there for mm -hmm. a minute. He probably had to have therapy and go through and grow up with <laughs> yeah, what yeah. happened. <laughs> and now he's getting like, I, I think he's probably just really appreciative that mm -hmm. it's all going well now. Yeah. And yeah. that the... Well, you saw his facial reaction at Star Wars Celebration when they gave him an, you know, a standing yeah, ovation, yeah. and he was literally a, a, like holding oh, he... back tears. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, I just think I think there's something really, um, just really a great overall feeling and story there, where like you know, I, I he's got to be around our age, like forty something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah. So I think he's probably more equipped to deal with people liking him now than he would have been when he was 23 too yeah. you know like if yeah. you if you have like success that early on you you might wind up being a little shit you know like yeah. so <laughs> so it's kind of things didn't go right not because of him um yeah, yeah, yeah. you know in a lot of ways back then but um I'm sure him being an adult now is way more equipped to to accept what's going on and also yeah. and and know that like hey this signing is going to take me 3 hours but you know what I actually want to be here. Like yes I'm making a shit ton of money but like like mm -hmm. I actually yeah. want to be here. I want to appreciate the fans. Yeah. You know like I mentioned before too like you know a lot of people criticize his acting but they didn't know a lot of people don't know that he got nominated for a Grammy as a supporting actor in life as a house that's oh, why yeah. he got Oscar. yeah oh uh, i don't know no grant not grammy no, grammy's uh, music yeah yeah grammy yeah, i'm sorry music. what's the other one golden globe golden globe golden, oh, golden, globe. golden globe yeah yeah, yeah so and that was before revenge of the sith right uh yes. yeah be, be, before yeah before uh i think it was before attack of the clones the, attack of the clones the yeah. clones yeah, yeah. And that's a that movie was, with uh, Kevin Klein. Yeah, is yeah. his dad. We were just yeah. talking yeah. about this the other day. I could have sworn that that came out after all of this. Yeah, but, I'll yeah, find out now. No, but it, but someone was like, no, it came out before Star Wars. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, no, this, and that was the one of the reasons why he got casted was because he played like a troubled teenager, you know. And George saw that and was like, I need to cast him because he's perfect for Anakin, who is a troubled teenager who had, yeah. you know dad issues and you know mm -hmm. things like that so yeah, and that kid's gonna turn evil pick him so, so <laughs> yeah. life as a, a house came a house. out in 2001 yeah so and then yeah. attack of the clones came out in 2002 mm -hmm. yeah and that's uh you know but like uh yeah no and uh he's a great actor what that's what i'm you know basically i'm trying to say and in ahsoka he displayed that oh you yeah. know so good on ahsoka yeah where he yeah. was like 
he you know he bounced like that scene where he's bouncing back before between Anakin in, in the Clone Wars and Darth Vader. Like, you know, like he was like incorrect. Like that voice was like, if you put that like like a voice changer on it, like he would sound like Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so. probably just a lot more source material too, you know. Like I think mm -hmm. Clone Wars existing better direction better writing like how could you oh, say yeah. that all of that stuff doesn't matter you know like oh yeah again george is george we love him to death but like mm. what was the in the uh, original trilogy there like carrie or someone was like george you could write this stuff down but you can't actually say these words <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like it's like yeah there was probably nobody to to say that during the prequel era so like it's you know better writing better direction mm -hmm. um plus source material like you had a sussed out anakin skywalker now you have mm -hmm. yeah. seven seasons of anakin in the clone wars which yeah. that's people's anakin that's that's a certain generation's anakin yeah so yeah. he's doing that justice now well also you know i saw in an interview you know before he came on kenobi that Hayden actually like did his research and he actually mm. watched all the Clone Wars, all the seasons to be able to get, you know, that sense of that character again. And, you know, like what he was feeling and, you know, with time passing, like what, what he needed to be like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it helped. I could tell. Yeah. And also um, to be like somewhat in faithful to that version too, because there is more hours logged of Clone Wars Anakin than there is, like prequel Anakin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think he did. There were a lot of times where I specifically in the Clone Wars flashback mm -hmm. in Ahsoka that mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that was how Matt, Matt Lanner would say that. That's not yeah. how Hayden would say that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think uh, Obi was asking, he said, do you think they'll ever make a live action Vader story? I'd I love to see so. his story soon after he became Vader. <laughs> That'd be amazing. And uh, and to be honest, like I, I read the comic book, like uh, that was take that was supposed to take place literally right after he became Darth Vader. And to be honest, that comic book series was phenomenal. What Vader's castle? Uh no, it or was just the, like it, it, I think no, it was just it, like Vader. No, it was just uh Darth, it's just Darth Vader, and it was written by Charles Sewell. Okay. And that storyline, it was like amazing. Kind of just trying to like, you know give uh, like a little backstory of like what he went through like you know adjusting to his like his uh cybertronics and stuff like that mm. and learning to walk learning how to use a saber using mm -hmm. the force in that suit so yeah. definitely recommend it so yeah um, i don't I, I bounce back and forth around like comics and novels i have such a bad like reading mm. retention you know <laughs> like i read stuff and i'm like oh this is awesome and then you know i wish i could remember half the, the stuff i read but the, there's all been between comics and novels like such good like vader facts just about like mm -hmm. i think it was like lords of the sith or something just oh yeah like, lords seeing sith. seeing like or reading palpatine and vader like bitching at each other and like mm -hmm. the the manipulation continued you know like the manipulate yeah. like yeah yeah there's even something to the effect of like vader's suit was supposed to be irritating to kind of always mm -hmm. like get keep him, him yeah, at yeah. angry it, you know it's like these little yeah. things like that where it's just like man that's such like a crazy fact, yeah palpatine you know? purposely put him in that suit to just always kind of have him feeling pain for the rest of his life yeah well i was gonna ask too is like when you're speaking of prequels by the way this is coming out tomorrow um in uh bottleneck gallery these are like wow. ama amazing dude i want that one yeah <laughs> that's the one i want i put i i posted it on our uh, facebook group page when i saw it can you zoom yeah. in on it pj 
Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's crazy now. Like you know, they're they're making a lot of like you know um, prequel stuff too. Yeah. Uh, Nick, do you dabble in in like collecting art prints, or do you have any art prints that yeah, you? Put- I mean, the when earlier when we were talking about this stuff, I've definitely like pivoted more from actual collectibles or, or toys or whatever to more like i've because of mosh eisley and you know mm. we went on star cruiser a couple times like i've definitely yeah. gotten a little bit more into cosplay i think clothing mm-hmm. is a good way to like kind of represent oh yeah your fandom yeah. art mm-hmm. for sure like i have a, a good amount of stuff uh hanging and probably double the amount that's not hanging that i need somewhere to put it but um, <laughs> i know yeah. we're, we're with you we're with we're you, with you. <laughs> I, I purposely bought a perf portfolio so i can just put like the art prints and like good idea yeah well my thing is like oh i'm gonna switch them out but like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) wait a minute we never do it we never do it because it's so expensive to frame them you're like "Uh, how much to frame this all right but uh yeah you speaking of of cosplaying you know you went to the galaxy's uh edge recently or Mm -hmm. galactic star cruiser yeah yeah and dressed uh, dressed up uh is there any like future cosplay projects that you're working on or uh no i mean i've i've been so we we went on the second ever voyage Mm. of the star cruiser and at that point i had um asked my friend nino out in vegas uh to uh make me specifically obi-wan's clone wars armor oh so that more like red and gray so Mm. At fir- first, I told him I needed it for celebration. And then when mm-hmm. we booked the Star Cruiser back in February, whatever it was, a year and a half ago, February 2022, March mm-hmm. 2022, I was like, do you think you could have it done two months early so I could bring it on Star Cruiser? So I did that, and I was still pretty early on in like me cosplaying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm like an armor or a trooper kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this seems like too much stuff on. Like, yeah, it yeah. looks great in photos, but to walk around a convention or walk around star cruiser just wearing that i was just like this all feels like it's gonna break and fall off of me at all times and other cosplayers are like yeah that's kind of just how it is and i'm like oh maybe i don't want to do this then (laughs) yeah yeah so when we went on we went on also the second to last star cruiser um which is where that photo that video is from um that was about a month ago Mm -hmm. And I kind of just had more fun conceptualizing my own characters, you know, like mm. my own like citizen kind of, yeah, whether yeah. it was a Jedi, make my own kind of character up, put my own stuff together, as opposed to being like, I'm Obi-Wan or I'm Anakin or whatever. It's like, I think I just want to, I'm the kind of cosplayer comfort wise that is like, I'm going to just continually buy stuff cosplay stuff and kind of mix and match and like be my own star wars guy basically yeah can i say um your your cosplay costume look me you know you look like you're you're coming out of the uh, knights of the old republic yeah era. yeah no yeah. seriously it has that vibe yeah, yeah no awesome. it, it looks awesome because I, when you when i saw you on instagram you know cosplaying as that i was like is is that i don't know that character you know <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. i'm like is he part of the like the the knights of the old republic is he one of the, <laughs> but that's cool that you did that because yeah. now it's like it it so fits in it's not out of place it's just yeah, in yeah. place and now it's like yeah i mean that was know. the beauty of the the star cruiser which you know unfortunately didn't get to like really live out it's like full identity mm-hmm. for yeah uh, numerous reasons but 
it, it was on this like similar path of like when Galaxy's Edge opened. Mm-hmm. Star Wars fans that went to Galaxy's Edge didn't really get into the swing of what they could do, mm-hmm. um, cosplay wise, literally until right before the pandemic, and then the pandemic hit and Disney was closed for a year and a half or whatever it was. Yeah, Star Cruiser. We were on the second voyage, and I brought my armor and I put it on. And there were two other people um, on the on the ship also, and they were like, "We brought we they were like literally like." did they say you could wear that we heard you can't wear it we brought our armor and i'm like no one's saying anything to me so they showed up at lunch with their like totally decked out like made themselves like amazing costumes um Mm -hmm. so i you know i think once people got to know the rules or how to interpret the rules because i think it was the same thing in galaxy's edge there are rules of what you can and can't wear and that's why oh really okay bounding became more of a thing but then i think the cosplay rules in general it's like you can't wear a mask you're not really allowed to wear like a cape past your knees there's there's there are oh really oh i didn't know that i think in galaxy's edge specifically they don't want someone to be dressed up so well that they are mistaken for a cast member i think that's yeah. like the biggest thing that'd um, be funny if they got to be able to sneak through the tunnels because yeah, right. look at yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or just have people take pictures with a non-cast member yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So, uh but that was the 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 thing. star cruiser was like a hundred steps past galaxy's edge where it's like 85% of people are dressed up. So you're, it is the most genuinely amazing, like, forest. I wish every Star Wars fan of, like, a certain level could experience that because you're mm-hmm. on a Star Wars ship, you're in a Star Wars bar, you're in a Star Wars, like, cafeteria. Everywhere you look, people are dressed up. And it's like, I'm. this is as close as I could be to being in Star Wars. And, like, yeah. you can't help but get, like nostalgic and think about like your whole star wars life where i'm like you know what guy like i was sitting at the bar um being like you know what's wild star wars to me growing up i was playing with figures this big Mm-hmm. And now the figures are walking around. I'm one of the yeah, figures. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing up, the Millennium Falcon was this big. The Millennium Falcon is parked four miles from my house right now, life <laughs> yeah. size. You know, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? I don't know what more some people could want. You know, like the the fact that some of this stuff exists. And the Star Cruiser is like such a cautionary tale because, like, I just it is the best thing that so many people never really got to experience. And mm-hmm. I really feel like in particular disney was they i know they had a hard time marketing it but then they also marketing it is one thing but combating all the fake news and negative press that it got they had no game they had no retort at all like yeah people literally still like i'm not spending six thousand dollars a night i'm like it's not six thousand dollars a night like why is that the fact that everyone knows you know like Mm. i'm not gonna say it wasn't expensive it was expensive but you probably nobody knows that you could fit five people in the room. So $6,000 total divided by five is already not $6,000 a night, you know, like, like it's, it's, it's not cheap. I know it's not cheap. And unless you live in Florida and are a local, yes, I know you're going to have to buy other hotels and flights and all this stuff, but nobody I know who went on Star Cruiser ever said it wasn't worth the money, you know, like, you know, you know, it's great. You know what's crazy is that you know we had Paul Marino uh, mm-hmm. on the show and his uh, yeah. uh, and his uh, girl and yeah. uh, uh, they've been on there twice. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, when we had them on their show, mm-hmm. they had nothing but 
positive things yeah. to say about it. They Star. love it. They yeah. loved it. Uh-huh. You know, and like you said, like it's a little it's a little expensive and I kind of mm-hmm. wish they made it a little if not like not bring down the price, but bring, you know, add more nights to the stay. Something, and yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like uh, uh, another night or two, or you know yeah. what? Include the drinks. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they included yeah, the drinks. Food was you know? included. Drinks would be great. I mean, there's some sort of, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was a little under 48 hours. It was like a 42 hour trip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that there's also, mm-hmm. I would say, no less than 10 actors constantly around you oh so wow that costs money on top of just cast member like actual bartenders and and yeah. you know, wait wait staff and yeah. whatever you know it's it's kind of like booked as a luxury uh you know experience so mm-hmm. there is concierge there is a bunch of stuff like that so mm-hmm. it, it i i could see how quickly it just they weren't making enough money because of the daily cost of it mm-hmm. um but i think it's something that people have to save up for you know like oh if, yeah if, so yeah. that was something that i think was a m- misstep too because mm-hmm. once they announced they were closing it it was booked yeah it was just booked solid you know yeah, well, so all of a sudden people people wanted to go and then you know we're hearing that they're like, oh, wait, people want, you know, it was like, come on, guys, like mm. people all of a sudden when there was like an end date to a closing, it booked up and they were like, oh, people are interested. It's like, come on. Well, <laughs> can, I, can I say it's, it's the forbidden fruit? Yeah, exactly. Well, no, that's just Star- yeah, that and it's just Star Wars fans in general. You know how many times like, you know, Sean and Nilden and I talk about it all the time. It's like, OK, it's, it's available, mm-hmm. right? Like, but then no one wants it. But yeah. when it's about to get sold out in terms of yeah. collectibles or whether it be like a merchandise, yeah. once it's about to get sold out, like that's when people want it. Or when it's yeah. sold out, people want it even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's like, whoa, what? hey, it was there yeah. for how many years? Like, yeah. you know, yeah, and, and it's just to me, like, also, like, you know, the, I always hear the, the, Walt's vision, Walt's vision mm-hmm. for things. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Definitely antithetical to Walt's vision closing down the most creative thing Disney has ever done in 14 months you know like yeah. wouldn't have wanted that you know so I don't know I think you know rumors are rumors and you hear certain things but I think because it sold out uh once they said they were closing it I think they took a different look at it and, and it might be like rehashed I mean I don't think any major Star Wars mm-hmm. fan is going to complain mm-hmm. about Galaxy's Edge or the mm-hmm. Star Cruiser if it comes back um, not being based in the sequel trilogy anymore. You know, like, I don't think anyone's going to die on that hill. But I think if, you know, to go to this Grogu well a lot, like, if somehow original trilogy or Mando if, if yeah. Galaxy's Edge uh, becomes that, or if they make the Star Cruiser somehow that, like you're automatically just going to have a more activated uh, audience, you know? Like, yeah. The, yeah. The sequel you know, trilogy I, just wasn't as culturally relevant as what came after it, and whatever, live and learn. But that was part of, like, people don't understand the scope of the time of all of these things, too. Galaxy's Edge and Star Cruiser were developed and created alongside each other and alongside the sequel trilogy coming out so like the sequel trilogy was as successful as it was 
is it so successful that it needs a full theme park and a hotel like experience probably right. not you know not, yeah. not if the thing that came after it was more successful and culturally relevant so they, they, i i hope that they just rehash um the star cruiser i know that you know the, the price is the price. It's expensive, mm -hmm. but if you could afford it or you swing it or whatever, there's no chance in hell that you leave there being like it wasn't worth it because it was the most fun any of us have ever had like in Star Wars. Yeah, because we, we actually talked about like if, if they made it like original trilogy. Mm -hmm. So then like people my age mm -hmm. who has a little more disposable income, yeah. do you think that would help it? Yeah. Because we would take their families and, mm -hmm. it, you know, we like you say, you yeah. still have to plan for it. Yeah. But I think financially that would help Disney. And then that's yeah. something that people my age would want to go mm -hmm. see. You know, I would rather go to an original trilogy yeah. experience than a yeah. sequel. I, I, I really, really do appreciate Galaxy's Edge and Star Cruiser for how nerdy they are like mm -hmm. they are like especially galaxy's edge when you go into doc ondar's there's such good stuff in there like that for them to go the creative route to be like mm -hmm. all-inclusive of every era and all this stuff was like really really well done mm -hmm. but i do think at this point nobody is going to like I think we want like the best version of whatever those things could be, not necessarily just like a canonically like theme, a, ca a canon theme park. We yeah, don't need yeah. a canon yeah. theme park, you know, like yeah. we just want it looks great. Now let's make the characters that show up or whatever s stories they want to like. Let's just work on those to make it even better now. Yeah, I don't think anyone is sticking to disneyland park needs to be canon like yeah. i don't think anyone's gonna care just change the experience exactly you know? yeah yeah i honestly think that like you know i think you're you you might be onto something especially with um obviously okay you know maybe they don't want they want to be a little bit something that they created right disney yeah, wants i think so yeah. um i think the grogu and the mandalverse i think will work so well yeah. mm -hmm. just because then mm -hmm. it attracts more Definitely. Uh, and uh, I mean, they're kind of doing it now with Galaxy Edge with yeah. Book of Boba, Boba Fett, mm -hmm. Ahsoka. Yeah, they have Ahsoka Mando. walking around, mm -hmm. and I think Fennec Shan too, right? Yeah, Fennec Shan, Boba, Fennec, Mando, Hera. Yes, Chopper. Hera. Oh, Hera too. Um, all yeah. of them. They. It's funny though because they are like loosening up but they're still actually keeping them those characters when they do show up to a very specific area of the park they're not in the more notable sequel area like they're not yeah, yeah. able to be in the resistance base or the first order oh. encampment they keep them kind of in the black spire market and um mm -hmm. kind of by the droid depot so they oh, are still okay. being like we have to loosen up and have these characters in here mm -hmm. but you're not going to see ahsoka walk near kylo or a first order trooper so there are still right. like rules there okay, okay. yeah they don't yeah. want to cross uh yeah. like they don't want to cross streams yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah 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 never cross streams um um <laughs> 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 uh, no but the thing too is that like uh i love i love galaxy's edge and you know sean goes all the time nilda goes all the time it, you know even though it's sequels and you know it's not like uh, you know what a lot of people like not a lot, but just some people that you know that don't like it, but they kind of forget it because it's the experience. It's Millennium Falcon. It's the building the lightsaber, building a mm -hmm. droid. It's just well thought of. Yeah, I'm, you know, kind of sucks that I didn't get a chance to go to uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser, yeah. but I hear hopefully nothing but they, good things. Hopefully, they 
rehash it somehow work on the mm. price like it exists already you know like there, there's been a lot of ba back and forth i don't know what to believe or not like i think they're closing it for tax purposes this year you know to like meet help mm. yeah yeah help yeah but like i don't there's been a lot of back and forth of people who probably some people know what they're talking about some people don't where it's like well if you write something off you can't ever use it again and it's like mm -hmm. i think i've heard people backtrack from that where like all right maybe you could write it off as like a loss this year or whatever and then rehash it in a year or two or something because i mean right. it really is just it's just it's so great and i don't know, like bare minimum it could just be i think there's only 100 rooms on it like bare minimum it should just be like a high-end disney hotel like at least it like it, the building has to be used you know right yeah yeah it's just a, it's just so, a waste of money to like throw it all away you yeah, know like they have yeah. they have to bring something back yeah. but honestly how's the food i heard the food was great yeah, right food was amazing yeah the, the best all, part to me when yeah. i think back of like my memories of the first trip um and it kind of dictated how i treated the second trip that i went on um all my memories from the first trip were hanging out in the bar with my friends you know and it's like you you get there's four different stories that are happening so technically you mm -hmm. could go four times and experience four different uh okay. storylines they all culminate kind of the same way mm -hmm. um but sitting in the in the lounge the it was called the sublight lounge um sitting in there just drinking until like one o'clock in the morning and like you look around and everyone's dressed up and stuff i'm like this is what i wish galaxy's edge was you know when you go oh, to yeah. Lucas and galaxy's edge it's just people in shorts and t-shirts you know yeah. Not yeah necessarily people dressed up when you're yeah. in the bar or anywhere in the, the star cruiser it's everyone is just dressed up and it's and, the best yeah I was gonna say that's crazy because you know you say you're 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 drinking in a bar at one o'clock in the morning. You can't do that in good <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and and that's the thing too. Like you kind of want to experience that, mm -hmm. you know, as a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was gonna say, so all you could eat, right? Because yeah. let me tell you, I would go there. <laughs> I would spend the money. Yeah. Uh, and just eat my my yeah, blood yeah. off. You could. Like, yeah, you, you would go. <laughs> you would go in looking like Han Solo and coming out like Jabba. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> but yeah it was breakfast lunch and dinner the concierge mm -hmm. constantly had snacks if you needed and then mm -hmm. the bar the the food in the bar was complimentary so there's oh, more wow. bar type snacks like little oh. pizza and like um mm -hmm. uh i don't know i can't remember but there there's like six or seven items mm -hmm. that you could just mm -hmm kind of be like could i get more of those could i get more of those so there was free food in the on, in the bar also um well, yeah i was gonna say too like you know and speaking of galactic star cruisers and stuff like do you do you i know they have like a cruise ship that's the star wars team by disney um, right is that true i forgot it's it, not an entire ship I think yeah. I, I want to say it's like the Disney Wish or something like that. I think it was a yeah. newer ship that has like a Star Wars bar in it, um, something like that. But it's not an entire ship. They should do something like that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm telling you, I don't know about you guys, but I'll be in. And if we could yeah, like absolutely. meet up and just freaking drink. I don't know. I'm definitely, I'm definitely afraid of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I don't. The ocean's one of my biggest fears in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, would, I would do it for Star Wars, though. But No, uh, I, I would rather get attacked by a predator or an alien before i go out deep in what the, the ocean okay. like that again yeah you know, i'm well, the so thing afraid is, of I, the ocean I, i've never been on a cruise i always wanted to but i i get motion sickness so yeah. like that's my only fear is like i go there and i can't even enjoy it because all i'm doing yeah. is throwing up so no. 
but Nick, uh, I have to ask, are you going to yeah. be going to um, Star Wars Celebration in I was Japan? Ask, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I something like that is... Mm-hmm. Like the band, the band always takes precedent, you know, like the thing mm-hmm. is for me with like asking for time off or whatever for band stuff is like, I kind of like, we're all indebted to each other. I don't want to mess with anyone's money, you know, like, I don't want to say like, we can't play the show because I have to go have fun, you know, doing yeah. Star Wars stuff, you know, so like, ultimately, like, I, I'm not willing to open up that can of worms. However, like that's it being in Tokyo and uh, or at least Japan, I assume Tokyo. Um, like mm-hmm. I, that's something that I'm absolutely gonna be like, hey, we we those two weeks in April, like I'm I can't tour, you know, <laughs> like I can't have a show randomly. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. as long as I'm saying that like two years in advance, I think we'll we'll be set. I, we've never played Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we ever will play Japan. Um, so this will be like really. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun to make my first trip to Japan, like based on Star Wars. Yeah. I'll be there. I've been saving my little pennies yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. 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 It's so far out that you can't like book anything, you know, well, like, it's I was, so funny. you know, it was funny. Um, me and Star Wars said, Tony, we like in the beginning when it got announced, we were actually like doing our research and stuff. Yeah. So we already found a hotel mm-hmm. that's literally like a, five minute walking distance from the convention center. Okay. It's like $105 a night. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then everything else, like in the back portion of the convention center, it's just all like, you know, it's, it's a downtown area where it's yeah. like a whole bunch of shopping centers, Starbucks. Like mm-hmm. I'm excited <laughs> to try McDonald's in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah me excited. too. I, Cause the food I heard is amazing. And just the culture yeah. itself is like, totally, yeah. you know, and, uh, I don't know. I kind of want to, I know it's kind of weird, but I kind of want to book those rooms where you just self check in yourself. And it's like, mm. you know, everything's like, you know, like you just, yeah. and it's a very small room. I yeah. assume it's going to be small. I mean, my, I, I stayed at the Moxie in uh, London, mm-hmm. couple, you know, couple minute walk, but Moxie in general have some pretty small rooms, but it's like, mm-hmm. I, like I've fully subscribed, like the, the rooms on the Star Cruise were super small, but I fully subscribe to like the thought process when it comes to hotels of like, if I'm on vacation, I'm not chilling in my hotel. Like I want it to be clean mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. and that's about all I need, you know, like I don't yeah. mind if it's small or, you know, not the best room in the world. It's like, I, I'm not chilling in the room that Just much be if clean. I'm doing stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Just be clean. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's crazy too is that like, you know, speaking of Galactic Star Cruise, it's awesome that you guys did a podcast uh, episode yeah. from there. I was like, oh, I was I'm watching. Not, I, was like, I don't know that we ever looked into the fact if anyone else ever actually did one, but we did no, like a, live, I don't think a so. live stream from yeah, there. So, yeah. I think uh, you were the first ones and only <laughs> ones. and last, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, before we wrap things up, I just do want to, I hear gas station and 7-Eleven food yeah. in Japan is amazing. Agreed. Yeah, that's that what too. they said. Yeah. yeah. I just know that my sodium intake in Japan is going to be insane <laughs> because I'm, all I'm going to want to do is eat rice and noodles the whole yeah. entire time I'm there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do, you know, I, I hope we get a chance to, uh, to hang out with you, Nick. I, I know yeah. there is an opportunity in the future. I do want to plug in the, uh, you know the Mosh Izzy, yeah, which yeah. is the next one is going to be mm-hmm. in Orlando, no, correct? No. Yep, February third in Orlando during MegaCon weekend. So we'll I don't even. Know. I was thinking. I was thinking earlier. We started talking about it. I don't even know if I explained what it was, but it is like I, I think I went off some tangent <laughs> about emo in general. But like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's how you 
if you've been to an emo night, it's basically mm -hmm. emo night, like a club night emo night um, type of thing. But mm -hmm. we throw our own like Star Wars skin on it. So it's all the same music that you're going to hear at emo night. But um, mm -hmm. based Wait. off of how the, the venue is, um, well, we ask everyone to cosplay or put on like people have kind of made mosh eisley their own thing and make their own like punk and emo star wars inspired outfits so there's a lot of like Ooh, denim vests with like pins and and you know stuff like that on it if you don't want to cosplay or you could cosplay definitely bring your lightsaber like that's the best part of it is just looking out in the crowd and like there's a hundred lightsabers up in the air while we're singing my chem or something you know <laughs> so uh so that's fun it's definitely uh been great in san diego i wasn't able to be at the one in san diego even though it was our biggest one base i had shows so i, I couldn't be there but mm -hmm. the san diego comic-con one um we put together a story like an actual through line story of yes uh, i saw that so, so with, there was uh, a lot of interaction kind of inspired by star crew the how you interact on star cruiser with with the actors and stuff like that so um so yeah i i think orlando might be a little bit more in that direction we're just kind of starting to plan it now mm -hmm. but there might be like kind of a interweaving story um to the emo night and it's yes. just fun. it's another yes. it's another extension of mm -hmm. the convention you know it's like our own little party um and uh yeah i mean it's really fun in me adam and ryan talk about it all the time it's really great in in general when people come up to us and in because whenever up until two or three years ago people would come up to us saying we love your band and now if we're in a star wars setting people come up to us and talk about the podcast or mosh eisley and it's really like it's definitely not lost on me that like it's really hard to create something that anyone likes ever so like we already had some success with our bands and continue to but mm -hmm. it really is awesome kind of at the stage of our life that we're at right now to have like mm -hmm. a podcast people like and then not for nothing i think the party is actually has more legs than the podcast so um it's it's kind of it's kind of fun to create that plus it's like we work with um sarah and steve from um princess and scoundrel podcast i mentioned mm -hmm. mike earlier he does armor party podcast um dano flores he does his own youtube show so we're all mm -hmm. we all work together with planning yeah. mosh eisley and all this stuff so that's really where our like thank the maker network kind of um moniker it's really like we all kind of try to feed off each other with our content but we all put together mosh eisley and uh it's been great because we all legitimately met over the pandemic we all that's actually awesome. met for the first time at the star cruiser when we went on it wow so wow we we all became friends and like business partners in the span of like two week uh, two years uh all based uh, around star wars so it's it's wild because i think it's hard to make friends when you're an adult yeah we're too picky help yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly you know and and the thing too is that like um you know it's around megacon will you be attending mm -hmm. megacon oh um, yeah 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 that whole weekend i'll be there nice i know we'll that yeah we'll be yeah, there too we'll be there I, for I the whole we weekend to, yeah we get Definitely. you know you know uh hang out with you definitely yeah. gonna go to mosh eisley yeah um but i was gonna say did they announce any guests yet no right for Megacon? Yeah, I haven't Yeah, they've no. announced, uh, hold on. I've been like posting, plugging them every time they keep posting something. Mm -hmm. uh, so far today, they announced it's going to be uh, Danny Trejos. Nice. Machete. Okay. 
Machete. They're going to have Keith David, who's the voice of uh, Goliath from Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they but- announced Rose McGowan and what's her name again? Uh, the two uh, sisters. Ro- yeah, uh, Holly Marie Combs, the two sisters from uh, Charm. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, no Star Wars yet, right? Because usually, no, they Trump... usually do those last. Ah, oh. but in, in regards, I think it's gonna be usually MegaCon always gets like the big name Star Wars. Uh, yeah, well, their their biggest actor so far that they've announced is um, Vision. Paul Bettany is mm. gonna be yeah. there. Okay, yeah, yeah, but oh, dude, if Mark Hamill goes, because I really want to meet Mark I Hamill. Know. Ever since you know. I like, I think he did. The celebration before, whenever before mm-hmm. Chicago was, and then he yeah. Hasn't done it again, I'm like, that's really like, or like yeah. I don't care how much it is. It's like, well, uh, boys, I've been saying this for the past <laughs> couple weeks, and it's gonna be in three more weeks. I, when I meet him in San Francisco Comic Con, I'm probably gonna die passing <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, he's gonna be in San Fran. Uh, shout out to Nilda. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm so <laughs> jealous. I am so jealous. You know, Dude, they, they gotta, didn't really so sink cool. in until like yesterday. My T-shirt arrived, and it literally was like my shirt says, "I flew five thousand miles to meet mm-hmm. Mark Hamill on my birthday." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's one that I'm. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else, maybe on Earth, that I would want to meet more than Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and you know what the thing is? I was telling the guys, you know, like a couple weeks back. You know, I don't know when we'll ever get the opportunity. And, you know, it was kind enough that my mother said to me, she was like, hey, she's like, I, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, I don't know. It was like, you want to get me Mark Hamill tickets? She's like, where is he? And I was like, San Francisco. And she goes, okay, just put on my card. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was not expecting that at all. But she, you know, she told me, she's like, I know that that's been your biggest, biggest one that you want to meet. Yeah. Yeah. More so than anyone I could think of, you know, just because I also think that like, I think Hayden will be around for me. Like, he's so rare, you know? Like, besides mm-hmm. him being Luke, it's, like, it's also kind of rare at this point that he... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him, so. Yeah. It's more, uh, like, for me, it's more, like, you know, it's it's who we first fell in love with yeah. when, the, when the movies came mm-hmm. out. You know, oh, like, yeah. when I... I remember watching A New Hope and just the scene of him staring out at the twin sons, like, yeah. that hits me. I even Definitely. got that whole scene tattooed on my arm, yeah. and it's just that nostalgic moment. It's, like, I, I want to be near him yeah yeah well i was gonna say um well yeah hopefully he comes to megacon and hopefully we get a chance to meet up and hang out uh, during we'll we'll figure it all out yeah um before we we you know we sign off for tonight uh where can they reach you uh you know we mentioned think the maker podcast Mm -hmm. uh you guys stream every wednesday um Uh, or is it a little all over the place like okay um when shows are on now that they're on on tuesday nights we, okay, we do yeah. like a we do like a quick recap like reaction then on wednesdays we would do a live show um mm-hmm. right now adam's on tour and we actually haven't uh recorded this week yet <laughs> i'm oh, actually okay. seeing him tomorrow though because he's playing in anaheim uh oh, okay. so we might we might record something a little a quick uh tomorrow um we'll see but um yeah, when, when he's on tour, it gets a little sketchy with, like, when, when there's good Wi-Fi, when he has off. So we, we do our best to, to you know, to, to figure it out when we're when we're busy. So, uh, yeah, I can't really well, answer that. Normally Wednesdays. <laughs> normally Wednesdays. Well, I was going to say, yeah, please check out uh, Nick and Think the Maker podcast. Uh, yeah. 
where else can they reach you at? Uh, uh, easiest thing in general is Nick Bayside on Instagram, and you can mm -hmm. find kind of everything that I do there. But uh, mm -hmm. the only other thing that I do, um, if you want to find new music or um, just music in general, I do a radio show on Spotify called The Radio Radio Show. That that comes out every Tuesday mornings. Um, and that's, that's more for... Honestly, like the, the purpose of it is to keep people engaged with finding new bands because I think that uh, I know how the world works and like you find bands when you're kids and then the world, you know, life takes over, you know, like you, you, you get married, get a house, have kids, have a job, all this stuff. And then like when all of that stuff sort of settles down, you're like, wait, what do I, what did I used to listen to, you know? And then you go back 20 years and listen to Rancid some more, you know? And it's yeah, like, yeah. Well, I get it. I see, I've seen the patterns, you know? And it's like, cool, you should still listen to Rancid. But do you know they have a new album? Do you know that the Interrupters exist? If you like Rancid, you should like the Interrupters, you know? So like, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to like kind of reignite for the people who are looking for it, reignite like their um, curiosity with finding new music. Cause there's plenty of bands that are younger now that have been um, influenced by all of our same influences. And there are literal like teenagers and kids in their twenties making great music. And, you know, again, going back to this like punk rock culture thing, it doesn't have to be generational. Like you should still be able to be in your thirties, forties, fifties or whatever, and listen to, someone who had the same influences that rancid or green day had you know and like yeah um you know and blink 182 coming back is just like a whole other spark for uh it's going to be a whole other spark for another generation of kids so um yeah to me it's just all about like kind of paying it back too you know like if hopefully the bigger the radio show goes if i could let people know when a band I just played is going on tour and then someone buys a ticket and goes and buys a shirt. It's like, that's kind of my whole goal with the radio show is to just have somewhere for like, uh, people to find new music and, and also support touring bands at this that's point. That's awesome. So. Yeah, that is, that is so awesome. it's only, it's only on Spotify. Yeah. Because I stream music. Um, okay. I, know I told you guys off camera earlier, but Spotify. the reason why it's only on Spotify is because year, a couple of years ago, Spotify bought anchor.fm, which is a podcasting platform. And because they bought that, they have um, kind of a back end on, it's just called Spotify for podcasters now, um, where you could record directly into the web browser, like what you want to say podcast wise, and mm -hmm. then insert a Spotify song. So this way they covered the legality of streaming songs because you can't stream songs on YouTube. You can't stream songs, you know, like a, in a podcast, basically, I don't think for more, maybe more than 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm able to, because it's only on Spotify, I'm able to actually play the entire song. Um, which is cool. So hopefully, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm in it for the long haul. If, if, if Apple winds up buying, something you know and like maybe i could cross platform the show but at this point it's actually only for spotify users um there is a way to listen to it but like i said like it would just play 30 seconds of the song like if you're not a spotify user um oh, okay yeah so you could at least hear kind of the song but uh but yeah <laughs> do that um, a little bit my drummer um have legal speed coffee which we're just kind of mm -hmm. rebooting up we, we did a rebrand in the last six months uh, i'm hoping that that'll be back up on sale in like uh a month or so so yeah i just found you stuff. guys nice <laughs> i'll check it awesome. out awesome 
yeah it's yeah. fun you know like the, the thing is too it's like i i really with the radio show specifically too like you don't have to listen to me talk you could just listen to the 10 songs you know like or like whatever however it works if you're if you're someone who's like it's kind of this this weird thing that that's uh spotify had or streaming music in general like we went from all of us used to buy cds and then uh-huh. and then you had an ipod of just things you owned and now you just have everything and it kind of becomes this overabundance of music where you're just like i don't know what to listen to because there's yeah, everything yeah. you know so it's oh it's, wow you do coffee too yeah everyone we know does coffee <laughs> i know uh, tate, tate does co- coffee uh well i'm gonna talk to you about this because yeah. i mean i'm being behind the scenes because uh i love coffee yeah, so yeah. I'll yeah, pick so guys. Please check out mm-hmm. Legal Speed Coffee. Yeah. Um, this is a you know obviously if you're a coffee drink and you know what to be honest, all our listeners and viewers actually drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> nice. Only reason why I know that is because when we had Tate on the show, they're like, oh, I gotta get yeah, that. I gotta- yeah. Yeah. We me and Tate spoke about coffee a little bit when we hung out. Um, yeah. And to be honest, they're so well. I don't want to get too much into it because I don't mm-hmm. hold you up uh, too long. But there's such okay. a science to it that yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know. That's what we and, had to learn. Oh my goodness, it was so much. And um, then the yeah. education that I got. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, helped me pick out like the different. It's crazy that when you get when we got into coffee, we were just like, you know what? My biggest takeaway is being a mm-hmm. coffee roaster now is mm-hmm. that everything that people know about coffee is actually wrong. <laughs> it, it's oh, actually it is. like everything is the opposite. Opposite. You know? Yes, yeah. that's what I know. It's wild it, that that that's just how the coffee the selling to the masses like coffee culture mm-hmm. everything is predicated on wrong information it's like oh i like my coffee strong it's got to be dark i'm like that has less caffeine no you, ro- you roasted all of it out yes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you roasted all the caffeine that. out <laughs> i didn't know that and i've been i'm like oh what do you want dark roast yes give me dark roast i need and then later on you're like uh like you're like okay yeah. wait i'm like suffering because it wasn't as much caffeine that i needed yeah but yeah. uh please Plus, guys you could put yeah. Plus, you could put milk and sugar in it, and it's like, well, do you even like coffee at this point anymore? If yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. If it's so dark that you need to sweeten it or like cut it with milk or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Like a good cup of coffee should just be drank black and be a little medium to light, you know? Like, it's just weird because the coffee, dark coffee, is like a nostalgic feeling for people, or it's like mm-hmm. this warming thing, and it's mm-hmm. like, that's fine. Like we have to take that into consideration when we're roasting coffee and selling coffee it's like the actual bitterness and like dirtiness of a dark cup of coffee is like it is it's actually like what we've grown up on for generations mm-hmm. at this point like we just have to like make that better you know like that's why we we don't roast too light we roast a little bit more medium but it is about like the quality of the bean how we roast it um and then how it's brewed but yeah when we really started to get to learn coffee roasting and all this stuff we were like i think everything that like the common person knows about coffee is just actually wrong yeah it is <laughs> yeah yeah it is. um all right so yeah definitely guys if you love coffee please check out legal speed coffee um you know just type in their name um mm-hmm. on on google if you have a hard time yep. it, i'll put the 
I'll put everything in the chat yeah, it's below. Legalspeed.coffee is the website. And like I said, probably <laughs> in like a month or so, it'll look way different than it does now. We're, we're, we're at the tail end of a full-on rebrand, which is uh, pretty exciting. Looks really yeah, good. Yeah, uh, and, cool. and, and Sean Stone, shout out to him. He actually lives in California. So nice. uh, you guys are based out of California, which is great yeah. and easy for him because... Yeah, I don't know where he is. We don't have a shop San Diego. or anything. San Diego. Uh, I'm... We're kind of we're in like Long Beach and Seal Beach and Ventura and stuff like that. So we don't have anywhere in, in San Diego that um, uses our coffee. But yeah, they're all yet. more orange. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. So Legal Speed Coffee, Radio Radio on Spotify, Mosh Isley, Thank the Maker, and on top of that, <laughs> please check out Bayside. Yeah. Uh, yes, when are you guys yes. on tour again? Uh, I can't tell you, but next year. Okay. Exactly I hope you guys here. come to Florida again. I hope you guys come to New Jersey. Please, please, please. I think please. everyone will be happy. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, but thank you guys for all, yeah. you know, for tuning in. Thank you for uh, Nick for hopping on the show. Really. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to hold it, you know, hold in my geeking out <laughs> here. So, uh, Nilda, Sean, another, another one, one in the books. The books. And I leave you guys with this. Take care, everyone. May the midichlorians be with you guys always and forever. Take care. <laughs> Strike me down with all of your hatred, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. <laughs>